the bear went over the mountain, the bear went over the mountain. So you liked this movie, didn't you? You fuck. Hello, welcome back to the Waffle Press Retrospectives. I'm your host, Diego Crespo. With me, as always, is Matt Garingo. Booyah. We're wrapping up our Alien and Predator retrospectives uh, in preparation for Shane Black's Predator in theaters September 14, uh, 2018. Yep. And uh, we're at, I think, what is commonly known as the low point. We thought we've hit it before, but I think this one feels a little more official because I've never heard another human being say... They actually like this movie. I believe it has a whopping 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which is stunning. Which is, it's stunning in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, again, Rotten Tomatoes is no, like, uh, perfect metric of, like, movie acceptance, but it is telling when a movie has a score that low, uh, given how many people log on to that. And uh, do you know how many people reviewed it, by any chance? No, I didn't check that. Okay, but uh, I remember the anticipation for this was actually kind of high because it was hard R. Uh, and mm. we'll get into that when we start talking about the movie itself. Uh, and also the movie we're talking about is Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Uh, oh, excuse what? me. Aliens vs. Predator Requiem. Yes. That's, that's the title, not Alien, because there's more aliens in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it. it uh, I remember the trailer getting a lot of buzz because... Headlines were saying stuff like, it actually looks awesome. And then I saw the, the trailer, and I was much younger than I am now. And I just remember being like, it, it does look awesome? I didn't, I, I never felt that about anything leading up to this movie. But apparently people were anticipating it. Um, reality would set in once they actually watched the movie in theaters. Because this this is maybe the least pleasant theater experience I've ever had in my entire life. You saw this in theaters? I did see it in theaters. Oh, all right. I just remember, I honestly don't remember a ton of hype for this. I do remember people kind of being like, hey, it's R this time. But I remember like AVP was not like, it didn't light the world on fire, so I didn't care. But like, and I didn't even hate AVP when I first saw it. I just didn't, it wasn't, you know, it. I wasn't revisiting it like some other films like, I was watching Attack of the Clones a lot back then, <laughs> but I was not watching uh, AVP multiple times. And then it came out, and all I remember, everyone goes like, ah, it's too dark, can't say anything. And that was all I heard about it. And then for years, I've only seen bits and pieces on TV, and my reaction at the time was, yeah, it's too dark, I can't really see anything. <laughs> um, what was so, your reaction this time? 
Well, I loved it. You're fucking sack of shit. I, I unbelievable. I was shocked. Are you kidding me? This was shockingly good. You're a liar. Uh, I'm not lying. No. Uh, I <laughs> no. I kept writing down. Here's the thing. I mentioned before we started recording. <laughs> this in my notes, I wrote the the minutes next to it, like every time. Because I was basically trying to figure out, all right, when is this going to turn? When am I going to, like, like I was like, I wrote down a 30-minute mark. I wrote, I was like, 30 minutes. It's, I'm still kind of working. 45 minutes. Still working. An hour in. And actually, something happens about an hour in where I was like, oh, maybe. <laughs> um, that I still don't really feel good about. Um, I, I can almost tell exactly what it is. I don't even remember what time it is. In the mm. movie, but I, I'm pretty sure, like across the board, it's, it's the one thing it's where been an everyone hour and five minutes into the film. Yeah, it's where everyone's like, "Oh, that's a little much." That's... And I actually wrote, um, I wrote, uh, "This better lead up to something," and then it didn't. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there is one moment that was definitely like a huge, like, "Ah, no, that was that was gross." But I think we'll get to that. Um, but there's a viciousness to this film that I kind of appreciated. Like where it did, like, because it didn't feel except for that one moment. That was honestly the one thing it like, we'll get to it. Cause it really kind of made me feel like, Oh, maybe it is all just for shock. But like, like just to give an example, the opening of this movie, the first two victims of this movie are a father and son who are hunting in the woods and they both get attacked by face huggers and they're the first victims and that's like right out of the way like kind of sets what the tone of this movie is going to be and it that like it is shock but it's not like this like brushed away type of shock because we within 15 minutes we run into this kid and husband um father's like wife the kid's uh mother and we actually have like brief moments of like actual grieving to be like hey this was a human being that died in a way that most other films like this where they just establish characters for body count and this movie does do that too multiple times but it does give some form of humanity to a lot of its victims that make it that much harsher when they die i can't believe what i'm hearing right now um, I'm oh, actually I'm shocked. I am. I I, I can't. You know what? My, you I, know what I, I'm gonna throw me, my show notes away. This is all. This is all useless now. You know what made me like? I think won me over. Like made me kind of give. Like made me more open to the movie. Um, uh, what? Because it starts right off and like boom, everyone is right. It is way too dark. You cannot make out shit in this movie. Um. Which is a shame because there's a lot more detailed special effects work. At least it appeared to me. I liked the production design in the opening a lot more than I liked any of the production design in AVP. Uh, um, the the special effects and production design in this, when you can see them, even when you really can't, they're they're remarkable. Uh, the directors, the brothers Strauss, just really quick. They they have a, a background in uh, music videos and special effects. They started their own special effects company uh, back in the '90s and They've had a good working relationship with Fox ever since then, and that, that's what got them the job for this. Uh, and 
you can even see it in like set photos that the work they put into all the costumes and the designs and the the effects practical and otherwise looks great the predator in this looked really good like the predator itself um and the pred alien hybrid there's actually a really great shot early on where you see the pred alien full size in the uh predator ship and after you spend about two minutes trying to make out what that shadowy figure is (laughs) you realize it's shedding its skin and you're like oh that's kind of cool we actually haven't seen that really um we've only seen like the remnants of the skin in alien so i'm like oh that's kind of cool it only took me 30 seconds to piece this shot together yeah Um, then then i had a realization which is that when I saw Aliens and Alien as a kid, I saw them on VHS, right? Right. And those movies were impossibly dark. You couldn't see fucking shit on those movies. And I think they were more effective than when they were cleaned up for DVD. Like, not being able to see things made those movies more frightening. And I think they were deliberately trying to go for that. I think the the oppressive darkness of this film was intentional and when i got that in my head it kind of opened me up to the rest of the movie which is a pretty good monster movie oh my god i was shocked uh there's like it, it's kind of like it's kind of like poseidon adventure in that we set up a lot of characters which gets a little confusing um especially when it's too dark to make out the different characters um but they give a lot of them different quirks that you can identify them with. Um, but I don't know. I can't tell if you're being like ironic or not. Like this is this. this I'm is... not. I really enjoyed this movie. I spent $3 on this movie to get a Blu-ray copy. And even then I was like, oh, fuck, this is too much for this fucking movie. And I'm glad I own it now. I like that this is now the fourth best alien film. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what happened to you today? This was so good. I don't know. Also because I'm a because I'm a professional for the show, I waited until the last fucking minute <laughs> to watch this movie. I watched it this morning. <laughs> so my tweets about uh this movie that you saw were while I was watching it. <laughs> are, are those all your, your honest to God beliefs? About this um, movie, I was kind of joking, but there is some there is some allusions to uh, the war on terror in this film. Um, when you said that, I was I was doing some last minute research on on the production of this, uh, and I, I will give you credit because one of the other potential ideas for the script was um, the predator ship was going to crash in Afghanistan, and hey. that's like. Uh, but remember, this takes place in 2004, not 2007 when it was released. So that would have been like right at the height of like the war on terror. So oh, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe you were actually onto something there. That's not a bad idea. They they didn't do that. But no, no, they did not. Well, because the way I look at it, the predators are the United States. And as has been established in the Prometheus films and hinted at in the original Alien film, Um, The aliens are like a bioengineered weapon left over. So the aliens are weapons of mass destruction. Now, you have to remember, we helped build Iraq's military, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just like the predators are genetically engineering the aliens. And now they've unleashed 
this weapon onto a populace that is completely innocent. And this predator that the is nicknamed the wolf, I guess, because it's like a lone wolf and it's it's a fixer. Um, the predator in this film, it's one specifically hunted to stop this outbreak of xenomorphs that have happened because something went wrong on the ship. It's entirely the predator's fault that this has happened. And it's affecting a populace which now has to form its own insurgency to survive. Um, we even have a character basically turn their back on the government at some point, saying the government can't be trusted. Um, a soldier should suggest this, which alludes to the fact how we, when we took over the country of Iraq, we shut down the Iraq military entirely, which is was the livelihood of like 90% of that country. And we didn't think it through. And so we suddenly angered a, like hundreds of, I don't know, if I'm, like thousands of, of armed civilians. Because <laughs> all the military guys just went and stole the weapons because we didn't have enough guys to protect it. <laughs> That's how the insurgency began. Um, so we ha- and we have a former soldier who says you can't trust the government, and she's the one who starts leading the charge against working against the military, which has arrived, which also underestimates what they're getting into and is immediately slaughtered um, by forces. Uh, and, it's, and the military is eventually forced to nuke the town. Um, the metaphor, of course, is a little clumsy. There are tons of mistakes in it, if you've seen the film. Um, one big mistake is that the line, just following orders, is actually presented as a good thing <laughs> at the end of this movie. Uh, but, no, I, I got a lot. I could write a whole paper on this being about the Iraq War. I would still read that, and I think that's the most anyone has ever, like, most thought anyone's ever put into this movie. At least in terms of, like, critically discussing it. I'm hoping I'm starting the ball rolling at like a uh, reevaluation of this film. <laughs> I can't because believe it, this. It totally deserves it. <laughs> it, it, was, it was so good. Um, There's no way this is real. There's just I'm none. Not, I'm not. Look, I know I'm a jackass <laughs> who likes this. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I wouldn't call it a great film, but I liked it. Like, all right. Yesterday, we recorded an episode about the Meg. I like this more than I like the Meg. Um, I like this. This is light years ahead of the original Alien vs. Predator. Um, I Honestly, I can't tell you where I'd rank it compared to, like, I'd probably put it higher than Resurrection. I don't know where I'd put it compared to Prometheus and Covenant. Um, which are movies that I just genuinely generally don't enjoy, but I'm sure there's a lot that I could unpack there that like I would enjoy reading about those films from anyone but you, Diego. And Fucker. Uh you know, I, I can see why people like those, so I can't it's probably not a fair comparison because those are trying to be something more. You know, yeah, it's a deep film about creation. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, but uh I, I I enjoyed the hell out of this. Not only not just because I thought the plot was good, but because characters like character actors like John Ortiz pop up in it. Okay, I I want to mention what I do like about this because I I'm going to give this movie a very hard time. I like John Ortiz. Uh, Rako Aylesworth is the the lead actress who's 
basically their Ellen Ripley in this movie. Uh, I, she's not, not. She's much more like uh, Vasquez, except Vasquez lives. Yes, which, uh, which I which I like a lot. Um, she's a great character actress. She was on Twenty Four for like a bunch of seasons. Uh, I don't think she ever got like the popularity she deserved after that. So yeah, I, I liked her a lot. This. I was upset when I saw that she hasn't really been in that many big things. Yeah, she she's the uh, shit. So hire her. Another reason why this film deserves reevaluation. One problem with this movie is that all the dads in this town look the same. Oh fuck yeah! That became a little confusing, but thankfully. They cut down on the dads pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that moment, too, where her husband goes to their kid's window, and he's like, see, there's no monster. And then oh, he gets it from the alien. glorious. That was so fucking right in front of their daughter. <laughs> <laughs> he's just screaming, dying, blood gushing everywhere. I was so invested <laughs> in the storyline of this returning soldier mother whose kid, like, doesn't like her. I was so invested in that. <laughs> that was the brilliance shit. of this movie is that it kept the AVP storyline completely divorced from the human storyline. Like, here's some here's last episode I, I was very adamant that an alien versus predator film couldn't even work if you did it right. And I have been proven wrong oh my God. in the very next film. Oh my god. And they did it by separate, like making it completely separate storylines. And I get why like nerds didn't like this, because there really isn't that much great AVP action. Like most of the Alien vs. Predator stuff is just the aliens kind of spreading, killing people, and then infecting more. And then the Predator is just like slowly picking all of them off. And every now and then a human like accidentally stumbles into it. And gets killed, at least for the first, like, 40 minutes of the movie. Stuff shifts about halfway through, but I want to save that shift for later. Um, Here's the last thing I actually really liked. Because you're kind of getting to to what I was talking, or what I was going to talk about. There are are basically three separate little stories. The alien versus predator thing, yeah, that's kind of a bundle. But really, the the pred-alien is almost... a central character in yeah. a way. It doesn't get enough screen time, but that's the right approach. Three actively separate stories that just kind of fuck into I, each other once in a while. I have to disagree about it not getting enough screen time. It's good to keep it in the shadows. Everything's in the up. shadows it's in this good, movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, much like the shadows of our government's lies. Oh my god. (laughs) Alright, that's me stretching. I'm fucking around there. Yeah, okay. But Uh, but the the one thing I really actually kinda loved during my rewatch was the Predator. Not just the the makeups like we talked about, but his whole little I guess B plot, it's really an A plot. Uh just him cleaning house in this town. it's and then so he's like, good. fuck it. Like, like he's not playing by the traditional like hunter rules because he's not hunting, he's cleaning. He's not a hunter, he's a cleaner. That was that was kind of great. Like he I expected to go friends. back into this being like half star on letterboxd. I'd, I'd bump it up to a one. This movie what what's brilliant about the choice is that it keeps both the alien and predator as villains. Like the predator, like the predator, is not vicious, but if it has to kill people, it'll kill people, and doesn't give a fuck what happens to people, <laughs> which it makes it great. The, the shit that happens in this movie is actually frightening. Like this, it's never frightening in AVP. Um, 
I don't know. I was shocked. I loved the Predator stuff. And I loved it was brilliant to keep the conflict of the Predator and the Alien-Predator hybrid until the very end. And at least that fight you could see. They were smart to put some lights on that fight. Um, it could have been brighter still. It could have been shot a little better. But yeah, but the whole it, movie's dark. Like, literally daytime in this movie is dark. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, no, in a season two episode of The Walking Dead, that's when Sony really, like, screwed over AMC and kicked off their bond from the production, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's when they started getting really cheap. And so there's an episode early on in the season when they're like, the sun's going down, we got to get off this road. And you could tell they just, like, fiddled with the color settings to make it look like sundown, but the sun was clearly like straight over their heads in midday Alabama because of the shadows and shit. That's what this kind of looked like too. Yeah, but it's very clearly an artistic choice. Oh my God. Because it's a di- it, you don't make the daytime look that dark unless you're intentional about it. It's not that it looks dark. It just looks kind of ugly. It, it, it is ugly. I will say at times I didn't appreciate it, but once I got into the rhythm of it, I was all right. Uh, like the like, uh, there's like the first few shots in the daytime, like there's like glaring lights like reflecting off of things, and everything is washed out and dark. But it's just it's so dark. Like it's like how much more black could this be? And the answer is none, none more black. What? <laughs> you ever since Final Tap, you fuck? No, actually. Oh God. Yeah. Ugh, why am I doing this show with you? Well, you wouldn't have seen this again. I so. wouldn't. You know what? Thank you. Oh, fucking I'm kill me. I'm so happy. Um, I still refuse to believe this is real. Another great thing was that uh, Rickety Cricket from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is in this. <laughs> that was good to see. Um, I didn't totally appreciate the main character. Uh, depending on who it is. Because <laughs> it's either the father or the son. I couldn't tell which one was supposed to be the lead. I think the son, because he had more of an emotional arc, which comes crashing to an end. Uh, I think... Well, no, that's not... They're not father and son. That's Those oh, are brothers. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how I remember I was that. Too busy, I was too busy constructing my Iraq war metaphor to put together <laughs> the relationship. No, they're brothers, and... I guess in a deleted scene or something like that. Because uh, you never find out why the brother went to prison in the movie. But you don't need to. And you don't. But uh, I guess to give a more backstory, he was supposed to have taken a fall for his younger brother. And so he wouldn't end oh, up like him and stuff. That's but actually then, interesting. Yeah, but I mean, then they never like expand on that in terms of like an arc by the end. So I get why that was cut. I Yeah, I guess because there really aren't super big arcs in this film. It's kind of more like everyone... It's great because it sets up all these lives and then it just hits them with, like, a monster movie. (laughs) And it's like, fuck everything we were worried about. Um, Actually, I think that's the intention, but we'll get to that. Uh, Just fuck Uh, everything? I as well... Burn it all down? The the younger brother, uh, he's... This, like, chick is super into him and he, like, is not happy about that i was like i'm like what type of high school did this kid go to like she wants him so bad and he's like so like yeah um that bugged me but when he shows up he's a pizza delivery boy which is i think like movie shorthand for demeaning job are pizza delivery people not happy 
I don't know. Waffle press if you're a pizza delivery person and you're not happy. I had a friend who was a pizza delivery driver and he seemed okay. All right. Is he in a state home? No. (laughs) Um, And he shows up and he goes to deliver. He doesn't even, he is so awkward around this girl. He doesn't even want to deliver pizzas to her place. (laughs) (laughs) And, but his boss is rickety cricket. His boss is like, you got to do it. Cause I said so. And he goes and there's, there's, she, she is happy to see him and invites him into the home. But, uh-oh, there's three bullies there. <laughs> Which, his wingmen are very loyal, by the way. <laughs> For whether he's beating up people, or if they're coming over while he's going to have sex with his girlfriend, and they're just going <laughs> to hang out, I guess. <laughs> like, I wouldn't do that for a friend. But, all right. Um, and one of them, because he's a pizza delivery boy, <laughs> goes, cute outfit. <laughs> like, haha, you have a job. <laughs> so stupid <laughs> and then the kid uh, retorts right back with uh, at least now I know who ordered the sausage lovers the guy will get some homophobia in there Naturally. From, our her- from our hero yeah. so this is our hero folks uh, <laughs> the actor's actual backstory his name was Johnny Lewis who has since mm-hmm. passed uh, very very depressing I, I don't really want to get into it, but uh, the actor. Yeah, he had he had a lot of issues, and oh, so uh, is he the one that like broke into a house and then killed himself? Uh, yeah, and I think he broke he killed his girlfriend and her yeah. like, pet too. Oh no, that might taint this movie for me. Yeah, but uh, apparently there were a lot of issues around him that I don't know. He needed to get help or something, and he didn't, so that's a little sad. Yeah, it's a shame. Honestly, I, I actually like, think I'm, he's pretty good in this. I'm upset that now I know this because it honestly might hurt how I watch the film in the future. No, I'm, I'm sorry to have painted fuck, that for you. Fuck the victims of his crimes. Uh, all that matters is my enjoyment of this film. Um, no, that's terrible. Yeah. Because uh, I liked him in this. I thought he was nice. I thought he was fine. Um, but he, uh, the pizza boy gets assaulted. <laughs> By these bullies, because I guess every movie's like the fifties. I guess. Um, oh, you and- know what? Maybe that would have made this make me like this movie more if it was like classical nineteen fifties Americana, and then the fucking aliens and predators just crash and burn through everything. No, it's a fifties B monster movie. It just happens to be set in modern day. It sticks to all the tropes of like a fifties monster movie, um, the good ones. Um. And uh, they throw his keys down the drain, and one of the boys says, "Find him in thirty minutes or less, asshole." I just want you guys to know. Yeah, but that's the tone of this film. I want you guys to get ready for this. (laughs) If you're listening this far, I'm serious. Stop listening. Watch the movie. Oh my god. It's hard to see, but if you can accept that, you will enjoy the film. Uh, Up the brightness on your. Do not up the brightness. Don't fuck with your TV. Don't you dare. It's meant to be that way. It's artistically intentional. Oh, my God. The Brother Strauss coming at you. Is that what their names were? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. They made a movie called Skyline, which I absolutely hated. Yeah. Skyline, bad. Beyond Skyline, awesome. 
Now I kind of want to revisit Skyline, though. Oh, don't you fucking dare. You're going to come at me with, like, oh, this is, like, the godfather of... Look, you get to come at me with all your fucking nonsense about, oh, Jurassic World 2 is actually fine, and fucking all this corporate bullshit. And, like, this is the one time I decided this. I did it with Hannibal, too, all right. After the Pizza Boy scene, I wrote down, man, the first 15 minutes are really good. Please don't nosedive. (laughs) It's my actual note. Um, anything you want to add? To no, my, just just keep going. Deal. Just keep going. <laughs> I, I, I um, got to hear this. Uh, well, that's when we get introduced to the soldier, um, the woman coming home, who, uh, it's such a, like, think, you don't see this in, like, real dramas, <laughs> where this woman's coming home uh, from the war, uh, what war, I guess Iraq, um, even though it's set in two, oh, whatever. <laughs> I don't know how the tours of duty were working. Uh, and her daughter is like, just does it like the daughter was clearly excited for her mother to get home. And then when the mother got home, it like, it didn't register. She didn't have that emotional moment. And because she's a kid, she doesn't really know how to process it. And is just being honest with her feelings. And it's like everything she says, which is just a child speaking are like these stab wounds to the mother who went and fought for this country, fought for what she thought was fought a war based on a lie. What she thought she probably signed up after nine 11 because she wanted to protect the world for her daughter. And now she comes home and the daughter, does, there's nothing there. There's no connection. And this daughter once is got a connection with the husband who stayed home and didn't go to the war for some reason. I guess to take care of the daughter. Uh, man, I wonder what that conversation was like. Coming you know? up with that character or just like between the characters? No, no, between the husband and wife. Like her being like, I'm going, you're staying. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she comes from a military family. I, I would like to maybe look at the uh, set design of their house to see if there's any background details hinting at uh, her life. But man, ev- I wrote, everyone is coming home just in time for an AVP apocalypse. <laughs> Because at this point in the movie, we've seen that the aliens are spreading pretty quickly and have attacked uh, the uh, the father and the son and their exit, their, their chest bursters have already hatched. And they've attacked some homelessness, the homeless <laughs> living in the sewers, which I didn't even realize that that was a setup for the two brothers to then go into the sewer looking for the keys. Like, man, that was some great setup. And sewer shenanigans is the perfect place to run into some aliens. Also, I should point out that the the older brother's name is Dallas, which kind of made me go like, ah, fuck you. (laughs) I didn't appreciate that too much. Well, there's a lot of little uh, nudges and winks to the... Both franchises, and this one specifically. A lot of nudges. A lot yeah. of nudges. So much that it'll probably fucking bruise your shoulder. Yeah, if you, but, if you like, take shots during every little reference or sly little wink, you'll, you'll die. But you'll we die even get... alcohol poisoning. But uh, we should say that uh, John Ortiz, who's in this, he's the sheriff of this town, and he quickly organizes a search party for the missing uh, father and son, which I love that that was happening. <laughs> Because that's a monster movie thing. Like, before people believe there's a monster, they think it's just regular. They think it's the elements. And so they organize a search party. Of course, some hunters get killed by the predator 
And like I was like 30 minutes in, still good. So um, the younger brother and the chick that he's interested in, they kind of, they ex- I don't, do they express their love for each other? No, I don't think or, they do. I think they just quote unquote flirt back and forth they, around and stuff. But and then, they end up at the indoor pool with very clear intentions to have sex. Yeah. And there's a lot of uh, gratuitous shots of her ass. Yep. I think she's like, she says something like, oh, I didn't bring my swimsuit or something. I don't know. Um, it's uh, it, it's not great. Are you looking at me or the clock? That was a line from that scene. Jesus Christ. You're defending and, this. Oh, it's so good. Um, it's just like nonsense. Uh, and hey, but he, like, I, I, I think maybe I like it because the exact same, that's exactly how I lost my virginity. <laughs> <laughs> Met up at the indoor pool in the middle of the night. Some bullies came to razzle me. We got attacked by a monster. <laughs> our, our lives and dreams were shattered in the evening. You know, <laughs> Like the classic American high school story. Oh, naturally, yeah. Um, I just think it's hysterical that the kid is like reluctant. Like maybe that's wrong of me. Because <laughs> I remember high school, <laughs> <laughs> and I would not have been reluctant. <laughs> um, I've yeah. It's uh, I guess a, this is a circumstance of it being like not quote unquote realistic, but whatever. It's a movie. You know, I mean, that that ain't my problem with it. So the bully shows up. The bully show up because uh, it's her ex boyfriend, or maybe current boyfriend. She just hasn't broken up with him yet because uh, she's in high school and they don't know how to do those things correctly. Yeah, everyone in high school is an idiot. Like I'm, I'm fine with all these kids being morons. And the the head bully says, "I taught this little slut everything she knows." Wait, just like and no I- shit, she's leaving him then. Yeah, you know what that's teaching the audience? That he's going to die and it's going to be He's awesome. about to die horribly and we're going to enjoy it. <laughs> Which is exactly what happens. <laughs> All the bullies get slaughtered at the pool. Um, and it's great. Wait, uh, doesn't one of them get away with them too? I think maybe. Uh, uh, is it they- the... It's the it's the boyfriend, right? I think he gets away. I think, but he gets killed later. He, no, he definitely gets killed later. Yeah. yeah. But there's some slaughtering at the pool. Everyone gets killed later. Oh uh, yeah, it's so good. Um, and then we get the scene you mentioned earlier, where the little girl is looking out the window, sees an alien, and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, you don't mind you outside my room," and the mother is like. Oh, I used to have nightmares like this. And the girl is like, you shouldn't be comforting me. <laughs> Daddy should be comforting me. And Daddy's looking out the window. He's like, see, there's nothing. And then he's viciously eviscerated by uh, by an alien. And the mother and daughter flee. Um, for some reason, they don't get in the car, but whatever. They just run and end up in a cemetery, I believe. And this is the point of the movie where the town's basically just starting to be like, overrun but here's the thing they don't really ever show the town being overrun like we start like we get glimpses of it we kind of get we see all our characters get forced together right yeah um we even see the sheriff the sheriff kind of has to deal with some stuff and uh he tries to call for backup and backup's already been killed we don't see the town getting destroyed and in a brilliant touch we hear the town 
we just hear the screams of the town being overrun by with our characters hiding. Like you don't see the carnage, you just hear it. And that worked so well. I want to see that done in another movie. Um, because no one's going to take ADPR seriously. Because um, I'll be honest, I don't know exactly what the Requiem means. I don't know its significance. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I don't think anyone knows. I think they just need to to make sure the, the title was AVPR so everyone think, knew that it was going to be rated R. I guess, but I think I think they realized Resurrection was taken, <laughs> so they <laughs> do something else. Uh, but... Uh, I don't know, man. I could go. In, I could talk about every scene because I enjoyed pretty much every moment of this movie. Jesus Christ! How, um, what, what is happening? Even the stuff where it was very clear, like we're introduced to two stoners at some point who are just killed almost immediately. <laughs> like they're only there to add to the body count. Um, there's like moments like that. Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of this. Uh, save one moment. In the film. Is it in the hospital? Yes, it's at the hospital. Okay. Which I will say at the start. One, turning a hospital into a hospital of horrors because of aliens is not a bad idea, in my opinion. Um, I like that this that a hospital could kind of become a nest in some way. Uh, it actually makes sense to me. Um and it's good because at the end of the movie, uh, they got to get the helipad. They got to get to the chopper, which someone actually says, and there's another moment that made me go, fuck you. <laughs> Everyone uh, just collectively rolls their eyes like, oh, yeah, Jesus, I, I we know, not, man. I did not enjoy that. Yeah. The fucking pred alien uh, goes to a maternity ward. And if you think it couldn't possibly get that bad. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's so much worse. <laughs> Because I thought it's heavily implied that babies are killed in this movie. First, of oh all. yeah, no one saves uh, them. They're they're all dead. They're all dead. We don't get any resolution. We 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 don't see it, thankfully, but we do see something else, um, which is uh, pregnant women getting impregnated by the pred alien, and then we see their stomachs burst later with multiple alien babies. And uh, yeah, that was not. I did not appreciate that moment. Yeah. Um, that, that, that that's too much. It's, that was it's too way much. too much. Like I enjoyed the meanness of this film, um, but that crossed the line for me. Um, mm. At first, I honestly thought, like, because I mean, there's a little bit to it, which is that it gave birth to multiple alien babies, which I was like, all right, that's something. Um, I thought I kind of put together because the pred alien impregnates them, so I thought, oh, maybe now there's going to be like an army of the pred aliens, and the predator is going to get like, overwhelmed, and that's going to, like, lead into the third act, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it really doesn't have any significance other than generating a bunch of aliens, which there were already enough in this movie, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, you could have shown an elderly person get attacked by the alien. That would have worked a little better. <laughs> like, if you're going to do the Hospital of Horrors. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I don't think, like, this is, it's pretty gross, but in a different toned movie... I could see something working here. You know what I'm saying? Like this idea. I'm kind of thinking, have you, have you played the System Shock games? Oh, fuck yeah. Those games are kind of, awesome. But there's there's a, there's a moment like that where there's like women kind of being used to like be impregnated with like these beasts that Shodan has created. Yes, which is also 
gross. It's, it's gross, but like the, it fits the tone of that more. Um, because those games are very harsh. Also, it's hard to be offended by old video game graphics. <laughs> um, or I think to like you've seen uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake that had a pretty gross pregnancy subplot. Yeah, uh, which when is, I first saw that, that fucked me up really bad. Actually, and it's still very uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Um, also, Zack Snyder's best movie, but um, yeah, probably. Don't, don't take my word for it. Um. Uh, but. I'm saying I, I, I'm not 100% against it. Because remember, I've always, I'm, I'm the one always talking about how a good Alien sequel would be like a Outbreak-type movie with the alien, right? Yeah. And this movie kind of tries to do that at times. It never like comes together because it's not a serious story. At the end of the day, it is an AVP film. So we don't get the... like the realness I would have wanted, or I mean, not realness, uh, but a more logically constructed internal logic of it. Um, like a contagion or something like that. Uh, so for me, that scene really crossed the line and could have easily been cut. I mean, if you want to talk about cutting violent scenes, um, you could have cut that. I don't know. Was it cut from, cause I watched the extended, like unrated cut of this film. No, that that's in all the versions of the film, which okay. is actually amazing. That's shocking. Right? That's I mean, that's crazy fucked up. First of all, I mean, but... it makes sense because the yeah. MPA like to punish women. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, uh, not all of them, because I'm gonna just give a quick rundown of some that were cut. Because there's actually a lot of stuff that was cut for budgetary reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a scene that was cut towards the end uh, when they were making their way to the hospital, which I actually do like the iconography and horror when uh, you take something familiar and supposedly safe and make it just like crazy fucked up and nightmarish. Mm-hmm. That's a cool touch. Uh, the girl, Jesse, who's flirting with the pizza boy, the whole movie, um, when she gets it real bad in the end from the mm-hmm. predator, it's just like a, a crazy random happenstance, you know? Uh, and it's a fucked up death when she gets pinned to the wall by that yeah. blade in the, in another cut. I, I don't know. Was it in the unrated cut where uh, she gets split in half? Um, you know what? It was too dark for me to tell. <laughs> okay, because apparently she, she that happened. To the wall. She got pinned she, to the wall. She gets pinned to the wall, and because that thing was cutting up xenomorphs left and right, the acid blood was still on there. So uh, she splits in half, and the intestines fall out, and then that was apparently where they were like, hang on, let's let's trim this back a little bit, guys. That might be a bit much, but not, not the, ba- the belly bursters, I think they're called, which is just awful that was uh, awful i would have cut the, the pregnant thing um uh, i get why they went there honestly because <laughs> they were clearly thinking about this movie from a lot of different angles they put a lot of thought and effort into this film which i really appreciate um and it wasn't a cheap cash grab that was shot over a short period of time like avp was uh, it actually had like a three-month shooting schedule i think yeah they like they said they put effort into this shit yeah um, uh, the but, dog burster almost returned, but then they decided to cut the designs for another xenomorph because they already spent is, so much. There's a hint that that's going to happen, though, with the homeless people's dog. Yeah, yeah. Instead, I guess it just dies off screen. Well, they, they try to get a – they actually tried to go for, like, unique and different designs with all the creatures in this film. Um, but it doesn't fucking matter because it's so dark. <laughs> so, 
Um, it does kind of help because the a the alien predator hybrid, even in shadow, looks different than the other aliens. So yeah, and I, I really do bit. love the Predalien design because that's something that like I don't care about like fan desires or whatever, but that's a a creature that's been in like decades of comics and video games by that point already. So the fact that it it doesn't look like a total train wreck, it that's kind of really impressive and major they respect. Have, they must have reshot the ending of AVP because it even looked better in that opening shot when they showed the little baby one. Oh, no way. I love that final shot in AVP. It looks so bad in AVP. It looks cheap in AVP. AVP no looks way. so fucking cheap, <sighs> except for the like the, some of the puppetry in that, um, which, I again, I really appreciated. But, like, the sets look like shit in that movie. There's a movie that's bad because it's too fucking bright. And I'll, I'll be honest, in a horror film, I'd rather it be too dark than too bright. Yeah, whatever. Mm. Uh, I, I love the image of it when it first bursts out at the end, and it's, like, up against the the planet, and it just looks, oh, it looks so fucking good. And here, it's just, like, it just kind of happens, and there's no, like, majesty to it. It's just, like, there's this, there's this great red fucking tint nastiness. to the Predator ship that I really liked in that shot. Um, yeah, I like that. I thought that shot looked good. I like the, the whole, the predator ship looked a lot better in this, um, than it did in AVP, but we only see it briefly in AVP. Yeah, no, no, uh, great, great production design on that. Um, let me see what else. Uh, there's another scene cut where the predators were loading their scout ship with vials containing face huggers and like other alien supplies from the temple before they crashed mm-hmm. back onto earth. Uh, like you didn't literally, as you already see, you they they have vials in this. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't which matter. was enough. Uh, literally every major action set piece was meant to be longer, and they all got trimmed down for time and budget. Um, the rooftop fight at the very end. This this actually sounds really cool. Uh, it was supposed to involve more stuff with the wolf making his way through the hospital, and at one point getting like overwhelmed by the aliens. And it's going to make it look like, oh, he's, they're going to kill off the, the, the predator like that. And then he bursts onto the roof to face off against the Pred alien, just covered, dripping in, like, the fluorescent predator blood. Mm. And it was going to be, like, this, like, classy hero shot, or I guess trashy hero shot, given, like, like the subject matter of this movie. Um, What's funny about that idea is that they kept part of it. But they got rid of the setup, so it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. The thing that, like, really broke it, because they constantly had it raining in the back half of the movie, which I actually like a lot for, like, Oh, no, look, the rain, the, it gave great atmosphere. Like, the, even, like, when it's not raining, the town is just kind of wet in general. Yeah. Um, which I liked. Um, the uh, rain visually, effects this is made one it... of the most interesting looking of the franchise. Oh, my God. The, the rain made it impossible to maintain the effect because it would just, like, make all the, the blood wash yeah. off too fast. I, I get like, it. Yeah, that's, that's too bad. That that would have actually kind of looked cool. Um, oh, all the survivors in the crashed helicopter were supposed to uh, walk out into the forest as it was being lightly covered in ash from the decimated town. Hey, that's interesting. <laughs> that sounds I mean, kind of awesome. Both shot, both endings still imply that they're going to die of horrible radiation death. But <laughs> oh um, yeah, oh, but and then the special forces were supposed to kill them. The the yeah, I I don't I, I would have rather just seen them like locked up and maybe implied that they would be killed later. But I thought the ending was too optimistic considering what we had gone through. 
Yeah. Uh, the original ending they shot this was that everyone got killed by the special forces that arrived. That would have too brutal. Test audiences were like, "That's too dark," and <laughs> then they just kept them alive. There was like no middle ground for them yeah, to figure out. I guess I'd rather like have just made it more ambiguous, like they got arrested. Um, but fuck, listening to test no test audience would like this shit. <laughs> audiences don't know what the fuck they want. They get a beautiful film like this. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I'm never going to believe you. I don't I'm, believe I'm you not, now. I am I'm being 100% genuine. I am not lying. I had a good time watching this movie. I'm probably overselling how much of a good time I had, and I might not enjoy it as much on rewatch, but I liked this movie significantly more than AVP. I, that's the only one I can really say, like... It, just, it, it mostly just confirmed for me that uh, Paul W.S. Anderson is a hack. Oh, my but, God. How uh, dare you besmirch his good name? Hey, I want more of the Brother Strauss. You got Skyline. I want to, yeah, I, I'm willing to revisit it, Brother Strauss. Oh, my God. That, uh, that came out oh. the same year as, like, Battle Los Angeles, I think. Remember yeah, there was, like, a six-month like, gap between them. They were, like, then... competing. Yeah. And Battle Los Angeles is, like, much worse than Skyline. So I don't know. They're both pretty bad. I don't really have a stake in that fight. I just don't. Like Los Angeles one. had nothing in it. Like it was a fucking. You know what's gonna be interesting? Because I actually haven't watched Predators in a while. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm interested to where I'm gonna rank this uh, compared to. Uh, like if I'm gonna put AVPR above Predators or not? Because uh, as it stands right now, my ranking of the Predator films. Is Predator, Alien versus Predator Requiem? Oh my God! Predator Two, Alien versus Predator. Um, because man, I enjoyed this movie. Well, actually, if you just took out the Predator stuff from this movie, it it would probably be right there next to Predator Two for me, just because I really like the Predator stuff on this time. It's the best Predator stuff since the original Predator film. Yeah, and they're doing something drastically different, which is yeah. what all these Predator movies need to do. Um, oh, okay. There's this uh, idea that got cut way early on in the editing mm-hmm. floor, like during pre-production, where there's going to be like a post-credit Wait, scene. Wait, they were editing during pre-production? I'm mixing words. <laughs> Ignore it. Uh, that gonna be that a, might uh, explain a lot of problems with this film, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> The, uh, there was going to be a scene involving predators trying to catch a dinosaur-like xenomorph on what was going to end up being the xenomorph homeworld uh, for an eventual Alien vs. Predator 3, mm-hmm. uh, which would not happen, obviously. Yeah, because no one saw this fucking movie. Yeah. And the brothers Strauss were actually big like proponents of doing AVP in space, and so they got turned down for the original film, and that idea got turned down for this film, but they got hired for this one anyways. Uh, and then they just got stuck with the Earthbound script, and I guess that was their way of making sure that if this was a hit, that they could do that next idea. Yeah. <laughs> but it just, it, it didn't happen. Didn't happen. Um, which I'm kind of glad, honestly, I'm, I think, this is, this is all I want. This is, <laughs> I don't want it anymore. Um, it made the, hey, I'm f- fucking interested in the Xenomorph again. It was actually interesting in this fucking movie. Um... Which, again, that's something that hasn't happened for, oh, like three or four films. <laughs> um, uh, 
I don't know. This one, it worked. Uh, um, I don't know. Like, I, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not someone who's like, I need characters to invest in to enjoy this movie, but I would have liked to have cared for someone in this movie. I or like anything. for these people. You did? I cared for them. Man. Um, I specifically cared for the soldier mother. Um, there's not enough moms in movies. Yeah, there really it's, aren't. It's always like single women who like have to have a kid. <laughs> like it's not like a woman after she's made that choice. Yeah. It's oh, like we but... only want we only want women to make that one choice in life. Okay, you know what? That's a lie. I, I liked Rayco Ellsworth's character this time mm. too. I, I did like things more this time than I had ever remembered liking before. <laughs> I liked Riz I liked the uh, Fucking uh, John Ortiz. I almost call him Riz Ortiz for some reason. Um, well, he's John a great Ortiz. actor who gets like nothing to work with usually. Which no, is he's too got bad. This, he's, he's trying to hold this shit together in the face of impossible odds. He gives a lot to a performance that isn't a like deep character because um, he's a character actor who does his fucking job. Um, uh, and then like, he gets nuked. Uh, yeah, he get, dies horribly um, trying to do the right thing for his town. Which is again like honestly, it reminded me of the Poseidon Adventure a little bit, but um, the one yeah. priest who stays behind, um, it, like when they meet up in the town and like they, there's a debate on go to the hospital or go to the center of town. And at this point, we don't know if the center of town is bad, but we do know the hospital's bad. Mm -hmm. um, so it gives us an interesting dynamic there, and it actually really did remind me of the original Poseidon Adventure when they run into the people going the wrong way, and he's like, "You're going? There's no like." It's so that's a brutal scene because you just know those people are going to their deaths, and ah. Uh, but here uh, it flips it. It flips it a little, and it's I liked it, um, and I liked even there's actually a brief character who really just it doesn't really go anywhere, but I liked uh, the mother who uh, who's um, like they, they they followed the mother who lost her husband and son in the woods. They followed her for a bit. Um, I mean, I just saw a diner get attacked. That was actually a neat little scene. Another vicious moment in this film. Oh, yeah. That's, um, yeah. In a film full of vicious moments. Uh, Rickety Cricket kind of gets a brief moment, and then he is a coward and just dies. <laughs> uh, and I don't honestly, know. Like, I, I think I'd I be wish... more into the viciousness if the filmmaking was at least better. This is competent filmmaking here. This is the... The, the way it is shot is entirely intentional. And if you get into the rhythms of it, it works. Even if it, even if they did fuck it up, it worked. I mean, maybe they weren't trying to go for that. Maybe they didn't realize how dark they shot the movie, but I don't care. It worked. Um, it's, it might be unintentional brilliance. Uh, it brought me back to watching the original alien. Um, and, it more it more reminded me of like the nineteen eighties version of the Blob. Um, well, that movie is amazing. It reminded me of that a lot. I'm not saying it's that good, but it reminded me. And that film has some vicious moments in it too, uh, and even less character development, <laughs> um, except for a priest. That's what this movie needed: a priest who thought it was the apocalypse. And he keeps an alien egg for himself at the end. Well, that's why you have Michael Fassbender. No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Fuck Michael Fassbender. Everyone gives that guy so much fucking credit. What the fuck has he done? 
fucking did a shitty American accent in Covenant. Like, oh, well, yeah. that's his counselor accent. Oh, he, did, he, he acted against himself. It's not like actors have been doing that since fucking the beginning. <laughs> well, he was in the 2017 critical hit, The Snowman. Yeah. I, I, I got nothing for that one. That was a joke. He's a drunk in that. And even that he can't even do anything with that. I don't I, I think he's oversold as a good actor. Jesus Frankly. Christ. What is this episode about? Because I mean, guess what? Everyone in those fucking shitty X-Men movies shows up to do their job except him. And I don't respect that. When did he not show up? Fucking watch him. He's not even trying. Like fucking James McAvoy is like at least doing shit with shitty dialogue. It's very clear Michael Fassbender doesn't want to be there. At least Jennifer Lawrence gave it until the last one. <laughs> but I can't even tell if that's just... That just might be how Jennifer Lawrence is. She seems like a, a complicated person. Mm. Um, put her in one of these fucking movies. Oh. What if they... All right. I bet, I bet she that, would have been uh, up for Blomkamp's Newt. Remember that Chris Pratt Jennifer Lawrence movie in space where he was it was creepy as shit? Oh, yeah, Passengers. What if the alien and Predator had just shown up in that? <laughs> that would have been amazing. Oh, and then she's the lead, and she has to fight off both, or all three of them, Chris Pratt, the alien, and the Predator. Yes. Okay, that, that's a way better movie already. There's your fucking movie, you cowards. <laughs> uh, sidebar, that movie could have been a great little thriller in the hands of, like, a way different director. Yeah, it was not wrong director. Yeah. Wrong director. Yeah. Um, but here, you know what? This is What I liked about this movie is that it did something I felt that was different, that it's, it was a conventional film and that it was a very conventional monster movie. But none of the Alien films have really been conventional monster films. Even the first Alien, which is, like, a gothic horror film in space, which ripped off, like, basically every alien movie up to that point. Um, this was, it, but it was different, and it, it has a different vibe to it, whereas AVP never found its own voice. And Resurrection is, like, four films put together. And and Predator is, like, two, I mean, not Predator, uh, uh, fucking Prometheus has difficulty finding a voice. It has its own, honestly. I'll give it credit for that, but it's maybe not one I'm super interested in. And Covenant feels like two different films at odds with each other. But that feels intentional, and it actually annoys me that that's intentional. <laughs> but hey, if you like that sort of thing, it's fine. But this was just a solid film, in my opinion. Uh, it's If it had been longer than 90 minutes, I probably would feel a little different. Um, but it's a solid 90-minute monster movie. And I think people should give it more credit than it has gotten over the years. Um, and maybe do a fan edit where you cut that pregnancy scene out because it is unnecessary. Um, I am in shock and awe. And like, the, like the start to the Iraq War? Just shock bewildered. And flabbergasted I, I i i will never believe you this has just got to be a joke on me it's not 
I'm sorry. I can't. I don't know how to make it genuine. I'm not joking. It's I, I've You've never kept up a false opinion for an entire episode. I've like joked about stuff. And I am kind of joking when I do my Iraq war metaphor, but that's I can stretch anything into being about the fucking war on terror. Um, but I like the movie. I enjoyed watching it. I'm not sure if it'll hold up on repeat viewings. Um, and I'll be honest, because I thought it was going to suck, I didn't super pay attention in the beginning. It was kind of one. It was kind of like white noise for a little bit, and then like when it was, it kept like when it it didn't like totally suck i suddenly like i slowly got more into it (laughs) um so maybe there's stuff i'm missing that would change my mind um i'm totally open to that i will say the new york times agrees with me the new york times gave this a positive review i actually Uh, saw that but the new york times posts op-eds about nazis being all right so yeah so (laughs) Um, sort of a mixed bag to say the least of a recommendation I wonder if James Cameron accidentally watched this instead of the first AVP. <laughs> well, no, he's actually a Paul W.S. Anderson fan, remember? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah what the Yeah, fuck? he likes Resident Evil, and he liked his AVP. All right, well. Really quick, I just want to mention the Unmade AVP 3 was almost written and directed by Liam O'Donnell, who did Beyond Skyline, which owns, and if you like this movie, you'll definitely... Like Beyond Skyline, because that, that movie is actually the shit. I'll get uh, right on it. You should. It's on Netflix for everyone who, who has that. I uh, want to see Skyline again, though. So. Fine. Do a double feature, because they're both only like an hour and a half long each. Uh, and unlike the first two Alien vs. Predator films, this story would have been set in the future, but it would have taken place in a futuristic version of Africa, where several decades after the destruction of that small town in Colorado... Global warming would have started heating up the planet more. Uh, sea levels would have rise. Available landmass would have been more crowded due to overpopulation. And uh, a unified federation would have largely been controlled by whaling Utani. Uh, and remember are that Are you Alien telling Queen? me that the fucking AVP films are the most accurate representation of the current state of the country and the I world? I think so. <laughs> Holy goddamn. Uh, and the the alien queen that sank to the bottom of the Arctic, or where was where was the the first one to take place again? The Arctic Who or cares? whatever. <laughs> a it, whaling it, village somehow in the oh fuck that movie. Uh, the queen would have been thought out of the ice. Sense to me. Ah, it's fucking that whatever. Fucking it's stupid pyramid. That pyramid makes so little sense. Like it's, not it's real, insulting. Matt. I know it's not real, but it's like trying to be like, this is exactly like the pyramids. I'm like, the pyramids aren't fucking like that. Like, like there's like, you know, there's stretching shit. There's fucking, but then there's insulting my intelligence. So fuck that. It was outside the window. See? No monster. People can find me at emperor otn at twitter.com. You can find me 
on Twitter as well at D E W G O Waffles. Waffle Press, like, subscribe. If you didn't like this, like and subscribe anyways, because you might find something you do like. And we have one more Predator episode to go until the release of Shane Black's The Predator. Uh, I'm actually very excited to talk about this one, because I recently revisited it, and I have actually a bunch of notes about it. Alright. I feel like we're going to be in very different positions next time, if I'm being honest. When does that ever happen on this show? We have been professionally unprofessional. We have to reevaluate AVPR. It deserves it, you cowards.